Second Chronicles chapter 7. And it says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Amen. How many believes that tonight? Amen. Amen. I want to preach, teach, talk for a few moments tonight on prayers, prayers that got God's attention. Prayers that got God's attention. Amen. Could you set your Bible aside? Let's ask the Lord to talk to us tonight for a few moments. Amen. God, we're gathered tonight in your name. We're called upon the name of the Lord Jesus. We're asking you tonight, God, for your anointing, your spirit, your power, God. I pray for a holy unction upon my lips of clay, God. I pray, God, that at that opportune moment in this service, that anointing, God, God would shift from the pulpit to the pew and there would be a response to the word of God, Lord. God, move us forward in understanding and in revelation, God, of what it is to have a prayer life that gets the attention of God. A prayer life that gets the attention of heaven tonight. We love you, Jesus. We praise you. We worship you. Can we lift our voices unto the Lord one more time? Come on, let's lift up our voices. Come on, let's pray aloud tonight. God, we love you, Jesus. God, we magnify you. God, we glorify you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I think we can do better than that, church. Come on, let's lift our voices unto the Lord. Let's worship Him. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated tonight. Amen. There are many prayers that have been prayed throughout the scriptures. Amen. I felt the Lord leading me in the last few days, the last week or so, to preach, teach, talk about prayer. Amen. To reemphasize in our church the importance of it. And I was praying, God help me. Uh, there, I have messages I can preach, amen, that are old messages I can pull up and preach an old mayor, an old message on prayer. But I said, God, I want something uh, fresh from you, God. I don't want to just preach something old, but God, give me something new. And God began to direct my attention to prayers that have been prayed through the scriptures, amen, prayers that had radical, a radical impact on the people of God and on the earth at large. Amen. I'm not just talking about everyday prayers, God, provide for my utility bill, God, heal my headache, God, and the things that we deal with sometimes, it seems like on a regular basis, praying for uh, certain things like, like those that were mentioned, but I, 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 my mind began to go to different passages of Scripture and different prayers that were offered up in the Bible. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, I began to search it out. And seek, amen, for uh, powerful prayers that were offered up by the people of God, by men of God of old. And the radical impact that it, that it had on that person or that, uh, that nation or that particular time of history. And the one particular, amen, uh, scripture that it came to mind is here in 2 Chronicles. Amen. It's illustrating to us what took place. And we're going to go through it verse by verse in a few moments. 
uh, but this is the encounter when Solomon stands before God. Uh, and Solomon is there in the temple, and Solomon's beginning to worship God, and, and he's beginning to pray some radical prayers that would shift, amen, the course of history for the people of God. And Solomon prayed some great prayers, and we're going to go through that. Uh, another individual that prayed, amen, a very powerful prayer we'll talk about in a few moments is Jephthah. Jephthah, amen, offered a prayer to God that was such a radical prayer that it would in, in some ways wreck his family, but in other ways it would bring great revival to the people of God. Yes. Jephthah prayed a powerful prayer. Job prayed a very powerful prayer in the book of Job that we're going to talk about. Elijah stood before the people of God and before the false prophets of Baal on Mount, Mount Carmel. And he, he offered a prayer to God for the people of God. And, and there was profound there was a profound impact upon the people of God. A man by the name of Cornelius in the New Testament prayed a prayer time and time again. And God heard his prayer. And the impact of Cornelius' prayer was such that it brought, uh, it opened the door to revival for the Gentile people. That's you and I. Amen. Another man that prayed some powerful prayers was Daniel in the Word of God. Daniel offered up some prayers before the Lord, and we'll talk about that. And also the apostolic church in the book of Acts offered up some prayers before God that got God's attention. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 1, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications and prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings. And for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. Amen. The writer in 1 Timothy exhorts, amen, that prayers are to be made for every man and for every woman. Amen. Nobody stands here today and says, I'm exempt from having to pray because I'm good in my heart of hearts. And in my nature, I have a good nature. I was raised well. I don't need to pray. I'm, I'm good all by myself. But the writer in 1 Timothy says that prayers should be made for all men. And it does not matter, amen, what walk of life you find yourself in tonight. If you're just a janitor, amen, if you are the king, amen, over entire peoples, the Bible says that the that it be made for kings and for all that are in authority. Amen. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God. I want to remind you tonight that it's so important. It's so, amen, uh, it's so vital that the people of God be a praying people. Amen. Lest we ever move away from it and ever forget, amen, that prayer is still the lifeblood of the church. Amen. The only reason why we, amen, can experience the presence and power of God that we experience here on a regular basis is because people are getting down on bended knee and they're lifting up holy hands to God and they're saying, God, I need you. God, I'm calling out to you. God, I need a touch of the Holy Ghost in my life. It's because of prayer. It's because of prayer. And if you're battling with issues, if you're battling with sicknesses, if you're battling with temptations, if you're battling with struggles, if you're battling with depression or anxiety or financial distress, if you're battling with marriage problems, if you're battling with the issues on your job, amen, it comes back, amen, to getting down on bending knee and saying, Jesus, I'm bringing my petition before you. God, I've got to pray. It's the only way, church, that we get from where we are to where God wants us to be. 
It's the only way that we move from point A to point B. Is if we get, amen, and made up mind, amen, we're going to pray every day. Amen, we're not going to allow, amen, our time to get away from us, but we're going to pray. If you have your Bibles, amen, why don't you turn with me to the book of Judges. Judges chapter number 11. Judges chapter number 11 and verse number 29. We're going to talk about Jephthah and the prayer that he prayed. And I'm talking about prayers that got God's attention tonight. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah and he passed over Gilead and Manasseh and passed over Mizpah of Gilead. And from Mizpah of Gilead, he passed over unto the children of Ammon. This was the people that was seeking to destroy the, the Hebrew people. And the Bible says in verse number 30, And Jephthah vowed a vow unto the Lord, and said, If thou shalt without fail deliver the children of Ammon into mine hands, then it shall be that whatever whatsoever cometh forth of the doors of my house to meet me, when I return home, when I return in peace from the children of Ammon, shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it up for a burnt Offering, So Jephthah passed over unto the children of Ammon to fight against them. And the Lord delivered them into his hands. And he smote them from Aor, even till thou come to Minnith, even twenty cities, unto the plain of the vineyards, and with the very great slaughter. Thus the children of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. And Jephthah came to Mizpah unto his house, and behold, his daughter came out to meet him with timbrels and with dances, and she was his only child. Beside her he had neither son nor daughter. Amen. I want to talk to a man for a moment about Jephthah's prayer. There was something about Jephthah's prayer that had a sense of urgency in it. There was something about Jephthah's prayer that had a sense of desperation And I want to tell you today and remind you that it's still a desperate prayer before God that God swoops down and God answers the prayers of the desperate cry of the soul. Amen. Sometimes, amen, we can come before the Lord, amen, haphazardly, not really mattering if we're here or there, amen, not really caring if God answers or not, but that was not the way Jephthah approached the presence of God. Jephthah came before the Lord with a desperation in his voice, with a hunger, with an urgency. God, if you don't deliver us now, God, then we're doomed to fail. If we don't have an intervention of God for our people, then we're lost and we're forever banished from the face of the earth. Amen. You and I have got to realize today that there is an urgency that has to be there when we pray. God, if you don't hear my prayers, God, I might not make it. If you don't hear my prayer tonight, God, my family might be dispersed. We might be separated, God. God, if you don't hear my prayer tonight, God, it's all over. I've got to have an answer from God. Jephthah approached the presence of God with the urgency, with the desperation in his cry. God, somehow, whatever it takes, God, deliver us. And I want to tell you today, unless you and I get a sense of urgency when we pray, amen, God's not going to answer some of your prayers until you come before his presence and say, Jesus, I must have an answer. There's got to be urgency in your prayers, church. It's the only way 
offered a prayer. He said, God, if you'll deliver us from the children of Ammon, that great people that is staring us down, they threatened to wipe us off the face of the earth. If you don't deliver us, God, we're all it's over. But God, if you hear my prayer, God, if you're out there and you're listening to my prayer, God, and God, I want to tell you something. God, if you deliver the children of Ammon into my hand, if you help me to overcome this battle, if you help me to fight this battle, if you help me to wage war on the enemy, God, then I'll give up my only child. The Bible says that the daughter of Jephthah was his only child. He didn't have son, and he didn't have any other daughters. That was his own. That was his pride and joy. That was everything. How much do you want God to help you fight the battles in life? Amen. How much do you want God to help you overcome the battles and the struggles in your life? Are you willing to say, God, I'll give up the things most precious. I'm willing to yield it to you, God, that I might overcome this fight. That I might overcome this struggle. That I might win the battle. How much do you want it tonight? Jephthah prayed. Whatever, when I return home in victory, whatever comes out of my house first to meet me, I'll offer it as a sacrifice to God. His only child came out with song, tumble, and dance, saying, I'm so happy my daddy has won the battle. I'm so happy God helped my daddy to win the battle. And Jephthah looked at his daughter with a long face and said, oh, baby, you don't understand. I made God a vow. I made a covenant before God that if he delivered Ammon into my hands, I'd offer up that which comes forth from my house. And Jephthah's daughter said, then daddy, do what you promised God. Amen. We need some children to tell their parents, do what God told you to do. Amen. Allow God to work in your lives. Hallelujah. It's the only way. Hallelujah. There's got to be a desperate cry. In your prayers tonight, there's got to be somebody that runs to an altar at the close of this service and says, Jesus, 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 it's me. I need you, God. I've got to have the touch of the Holy Ghost to fight the battle. Because when I leave this church, amen, there's an army of hell that's ready to pounce upon me and to destroy me. But God, if I'll offer up a sacrifice of praise, I know you'll bring me victory. I know you'll bring me victory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. God's talking to somebody tonight. Come on, God's talking right now. Hallelujah. Job chapter 42 and verse number 7. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends, for ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job hath. Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. Amen. For him will I accept. Amen. I want to tell you that there's prayers that God wants to accept tonight in this house. If you'll offer it up before the Lord. Amen. God is sending Job's friends to Job and saying, you need to go to that man of God and have that man of God pray for you. I want to tell you it still takes a man of God in your life. 
speak joy. I speak peace. It still takes the prayer of the man of God. Oh, let's lift up our hands and let's talk to him. God, help me to not get in your way tonight, God. God, help me to not get in your way tonight, God. Oh, Father. Hallelujah. God is looking for some intercessors tonight that will be as Job and stand the gap. Amen. Job was dealing with his own share of struggles. Job was dealing with his own share of problems. Job had his own heartaches and pains. Amen. But God said, Job, I want you to pray for somebody else. Job, get your eyes off the stabs and the wounds of your flesh. Get your eyes off of the things you lost. And get, begin to pray for your neighbor. Begin to pray for your friend. And Job, when you pray for your friend, I'm going to be there to meet and minister to your needs. Job, when you reach out and pray for somebody else, I'm going to come down and touch your situation, Job. Come on, we got to get our eyes off of ourselves. And we got to pray, God, help the Chapman family as if it was my own family. God, I want you to help. Lord, this family, touch my brother, God. Brother Josh, help Sister Annette, God, as if they're my brother and my sister, because they are. Oh, Come on, sometimes before God ever saves your backslidden babies, before God ever saves your backslidden spouse, before God ever saves your backslidden loved ones, can you be the one to lay hands on somebody else's backslidden son and pray in the name of Jesus? God, deliver them, restore them. And God, if you'll do it for them, would you do it for my babies? Oh, the name of Jesus. Come on, let's just stir up the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, stir up the Holy Ghost. Come on, the Holy Ghost wants to move in this place right now. Come on, let your voice out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, I pray you deliver and heal and save and set free. Hallelujah, God, like you did for Job's friends. I'm praying, God, for somebody else. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, Job had his own share of problems. Come on, Job had problems. Job didn't know when his problems were going to go away. But God said, pray for somebody else, Job. And when Job prayed for somebody else, God touched his situation. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Come on, some of you that have been praying for family members to be saved. Why don't you start praying for somebody else's family members to be saved? Come on, God sees your need, and God will answer your need, and God will hear your prayers. Amen. But when you step out and say, God, all right, I'm not praying for my own specific world of influence, but God, I'm praying for somebody else. God saves so-and-so. God saves Sister Dee's kids. God, I may have never met them, but God, she's praying, so I'm going to pray for them. And when I'm praying for Sister Dee's kids, I believe you're going to save mine. Save them, God. Save them, God. Save them, God. Save them, God. Oh, God, save them and share it tonight, God. Deliver them from the spells of hell upon their lives. Set them free, God. Oh, Satan, you're a liar. You can't have them. Satan, you're a liar. You can't have my babies. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, I bring the strength tonight for the Hoyles. I bring the strength tonight, God, for the family, God. Come on, that's a prayer that gets God's attention tonight. Come on, that's a prayer that gets God's attention tonight. Hallelujah. Elijah prayed on Mount Carmel for the people of God. He prayed with a burden. And as he prayed with the intense burden for the people of God, amen, Elijah, amen, thought he was all by himself, but he didn't care if I'm all by myself, if I'm the only man living for God. God, I want to pray for this people that's lost, that they wander away from God. God, save the people. Let the people see that you're God. And when Elijah prayed, amen, with the burden for the lost, when he prayed with the burden for the wayward children of God, amen, God rained down fire from heaven and brought about revival. God, I pray, Lord, right now that you would save the city of Lathrop. I pray right now, God, you would save the city of Tracy for revival, God, in Tracy. Revival, God, in Manteca. Revival, God, in Stockton. Revival, God, in Lodi. Revival, God, in Modesto. Revival, God, in Riverbank, in Escalon. Revival, God, in the cities. God, that we cannot even reach. But God, give them revival. Anyways. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Who prayed in Acts chapter 10, 1 through 6. Amen. The Bible says he prayed to God always with fastings and with giving of alms. Cornelius offered some prayers before God. Amen. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us how long Cornelius prayed before the Lord finally came down and answered his prayer. But suffice it to say that man, much time perhaps went by. Amen. I don't know. Perhaps, amen, Cornelius heard about that man called Jesus. And said, boy, I, wish, I really wish I could have been there. Boy, I really wish I could have met Jesus. I really wish I, I was born in Hebrew that I could come into the fellowship with Jesus Christ. But the Bible says that Cornelius prayed. Cornelius in the Gentile nation, that's you and I. Amen. Cornelius prayed when it seemed like the odds of Amen. The cards were stacked against him. Cornelius prayed. He prayed consistently. He prayed earnestly. He prayed often. He prayed all the time. God, if you have mercy upon me, God, I want to know you. God, let me somehow be a part of what you're doing. And the Bible says that after a time, amen, God spoke and an angel came down and said, Cornelius, your prayers and thine alms have come up before me as a memorial. I want to tell you today there's prayers you and I have prayed. And it seems like it's never going to happen. You don't understand. Amen. It's not set up that way for God to be able to answer my prayer. It's not supposed to happen. Amen. There's bureaucracy in the government that comes against me. There's the laws. There's all these things. The courts and the judges. They're all stacked against me. But if you'll pray, honey, and you'll pray consistently, and you'll keep praying when it looks like nothing's happening, and you'll pray when it sounds, it seems like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and coming back down. Cornelius prayed. He prayed. He prayed. God, if it be your will, God, if you have mercy, somehow, God, I want to know you. I want to experience what was experienced. Yes. Hallelujah. 
So no matter what you're facing tonight, no matter how much the cards are stacked against you, the odds are up against you, if you'll have that sincerity and that consistency of prayer like Cornelius, amen, it's Jephthah's desperation, amen, it's Job's proper focus in praying, amen, and it's Elijah's burdensome prayers for the people of God, and it's Cornelius's sincerity, it's Cornelius's determination, God, somehow, God, don't leave me out, God, I've got to have something from God, and I'll pray, God, when nothing happens, I'll pray in faith because I believe that one day I'm going to be with you, God. One day I'm going to have that kind of relationship with you that I desire. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us about another man that we alluded to when we started this message tonight in 2 Chronicles. That man by the name of Solomon. Solomon Gave some great prayers. In 2 Chronicles chapter 6 and verse number 12 it says, And he stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel. And spread forth his hands. For Solomon had made a brazen scaffold of five cubits long and five cubits broad. And three cubits high and had set it in the midst of the court. And upon it he stood and knelt and he kneeled down upon his knees before all the congregation. Solomon, the king over all the people. Solomon, amen, just becoming king, trying to put forth a good first impression, if you will. Solomon, the Bible says he stood before all the people and then he knelt before all the congregation. He kneeled down upon his knees and he spread forth his hands toward heaven. Solomon, the king, humbled himself and began to pray. And I want to tell you, prayers that get God's attention are prayers that are filled with humility. Prayers that say, God, I'm nothing without you, God. I need you, God. I can't make another day without you. I've got to have, I've got to have your favor and grace on my life. Solomon humbled himself and he began to pray. Hallelujah. He, he spread forth his hands toward heaven and said, O oh Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in the heaven nor in the earth, which keep us covenant and showest mercy unto thy servants that walk before thee with all their hearts. He sought God with all of his heart. And your prayer tonight, if it is with all of your heart, and if it is with humility, and if it is with desperation, with hunger, God will meet you right down here at the altar. And God will answer your prayers tonight. Because He hasn't changed. Verse number 19 says, Have respect therefore to the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee. That thine eyes may be upon that, that thine eyes may be open upon this house day and night, upon the place whereof thou hast said that thou wouldst put thy name there to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth toward this place. It was Solomon's prayer that the people's desires and their hearts and their eyes would be set towards the house of God. Amen. Solomon, he offered up a prayer, God, help this people to look to you, God. Help this people to put their eyes upon the house of God. 
Let their hearts, let their desires be upon the house of God. That was Solomon's prayer that began to get God's attention in such a profound way that we'll see in, in chapter number 7 the extent of this prayer. But it continues in verse number 24. And if thy people Israel be put to the worse before the enemy, because they have sinned against thee, and shall return and confess thy name, and pray and make supplication before thee in this house, then hear thou from the heavens, and forgive the sin of thy people Israel, and bring them again into the land which thou gavest to them and to their fathers. Hallelujah. When the heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against thee, yet if they pray toward this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin, when thou dost afflict them, then hear thou from heaven and forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people Israel, when thou hast taught them the good way wherein they should walk and send rain upon the land which thou hast given unto thy people for an inheritance. The prayer of Solomon was that along the road of life, along the journey of the history of the people of God, that nothing would come between them and God. And if some wedge of sin would arise between them and their God, Solomon was praying, Solomon was praying, God, help the people to come back to you. And God, when they cry to you, God, would you hear their prayers? Hear them from heaven, God. God hears. Amen. It gets God's attention when you pray for his people. It gets the attention of heaven when you begin to lift up your voice in the house of God. And you look your, you, you look out across the church house. And you see on, on this side, you're looking out. And you see over here the Stricklands. And you begin to pray, God, touch Brother Cedric. And God, touch Sister Kim. God, would you move in their lives. And over here on this side, they're looking out and they're praying, God, would you keep your hand upon Brother Paul? God, I pray, direct him and bless him. That gets the attention of God. When the people of God begin to lift up their voices and they begin to pray one for another in their salvation and that God would help them to make it. God, amidst the temptations and the struggles that my brother faces or my sister faces, help them to make it. Help them, God. God, don't let them struggle by themselves. Help them to make it. I'm going to pray for my brother and for my sister. It continues in verse number 32. Moreover, concerning the stranger, which is not of thy people Israel, but has come from a far country, for thy great name's sake and thy mighty hand and thy stretched out arm, if they come and pray in this house, God, the Gentiles, the sinners, the ones that are not of the household of faith, God, those on the outside looking in, if wherever, God, they come to this place and they come to an altar and they reach out to you, God, hear their prayers. Save the sin. Save the lost. Save the heathen people among which we live. Save them, God. Save them. Hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee, for that all people of the earth may know thy name, and fear thee as doth thy people Israel, and may know that this house which I have built is called by thy name. It gets the attention of God. It gets the attention of God. When a brother Nathan comes to the house of God, and he's got needs in his life, but he begins to lift up his arms 
close his eyes, and begin to say, Jesus, save my world. Save the lost that are around me, God. You don't think that God just stopped what he, what he was doing and began to say, what would you say? Wait, what'd you say? Are you what what are you what are you saying? God begins to get he begins to get God's attention when you begin to lift up your voice and you begin to pray, God, save this lost and dying world. God, when the stranger, when the sinner comes here and they lift up their hands to God, Jesus, would you fill them with the Holy Ghost? Would you speak to them about water baptism? Would you help them to be saved? That's what gets God's attention. And we see the impact of Solomon's prayers in chapter number seven. Solomon's praying for all these great, wonderful things. And he's got the attention of Almighty God. He's got God's undivided attention, Brother Darren. And after he concludes his praying, watch what the Bible says in chapter number seven. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the house. Amen. I want to tell you Solomon was praying a prayer that God, God's undivided attention. Amen. Those things that Solomon was praying, God was, God was listening. God was as you will on pins and needles. What did you say, Solomon? Say that again, Solomon. Solomon, I like what you're saying. I like those prayers, Solomon. And I'm going to manifest my glory and my power before you and before all the people. And the Bible says in verse number 2, And the priests could not enter into the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. The glory of God had filled that place. God doesn't just want you and I to pray. But God wants you to pray some powerful prayers. God wants, God wants some mamas and some dads, some sons and some daughters to come to this house. Right here. 15465 7th Street. Right here. And begin to lift up your voice. And begin to say, God... I know I've come and I have some problems. I've got some issues, some struggles. But I'm praying, God, for somebody else right now. God, help save their kids. Help give them a financial miracle, God. Help heal their bodies, God. God, I'm going to pray with desperation. I'm going to pray, God, with a, with a proper focus. I'm going to pray, God, with humility. God, I'm going to get on bended knee. And I'm going to say, God, help me. God, help my neighbor, my friend. Help our church. God, give me the burden that Elijah had on Mount Carmel. Give me that burden that he had for the people of God. God, you've got to do something right now. Jephthah prayed a prayer. God, I've got to have an answer right now. God, I've got to see a miracle in my life, in my family, in my church. I've got to see the hand of God working here. Amen. And God honors not just those prayers that we mentioned, but there's two more that I'll mention in closing. Amen. The man by the name of Daniel in Daniel chapter 6, verses 7 through 12. The Bible says that Daniel offered prayers to God continuously, fervently, every day, consistent. And even when it became inconvenient, amen, Daniel was still there praying. Even when it became unlawful, 
Daniel was still there praying. Even when it became illegal, Daniel was still praying. Amen. Daniel had a made up mind. No matter what happens in this world, no matter what the government regulations are, I'm still going to pray and I'm going to seek the face of God and I'm going to ask God to, to give me the strength to do what I need to do. God honors consistency, folks. God honors persistency. God honors boldness in praying. God honors, amen, that tenacity, amen, of a mom or a daddy that says, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what they're telling me. I'm going to pray. I'm going to touch God. I'm going to touch heaven. And because Daniel had a made-up mind and he was consistent, that praying that he was doing caused him, as you know, to be thrown into a den full of lions. The Bible says they were hungry lions and they would have leaped in a moment and they would have they would have devoured Daniel piece by piece. Amen. They would have had a, uh, just a mighty good buffet on Daniel's body that day. Amen. But the Bible says that God shut the mouths of the lions and God preserved Daniel. But it didn't stop there. God caused the king Amen. To decree. Amen. Over the land after Daniel had endured the lion's den. That God, the God of the God Jehovah, the God of the Hebrews was God. And he alone was to be worshipped. And God brought about a mighty revival because of one man and his consistent prayers. Amen. You may think that nobody sees you when you pray. You may think that you're you're just, uh, amen, you're kind of, amen, boxing with the wind. Amen. You're just kind of treading uh, on water. You're not really getting anywhere. But if you'll pray consistently and you'll seek the face of God, even when it seems like nothing's happening, you'll keep praying. You'll keep talking to God. That prayer will see you through the trying time of your life. And it will bring about a revival in your life and a harvest of souls if you and I will continue to pray. It's the business of the devil. It's the business of the devil to get you and I to stop praying. To get you and I to stop praying. You can take a look at some people's lives and tell them off the bat, you look a little disheveled. You look a little unkept. You look a little bothered. You look downcast. That's the characteristics of someone that hasn't been praying. Because you look at the life of Moses when he came down from Mount Sinai. The Bible says that after 40 days of praying and fasting, the people couldn't look at him. Oh, Moses, you've you got to cover up your face. You're shining like the sun. There's a glow. You see some people after a red-hot altar meeting, a red-hot prayer meeting, a good altar call, and they got that glow. I'll tell you, that glow will get brighter if you stay in His presence longer. It'll get brighter. It'll get brighter. People say, man, you're, you're like glowing. I, you're glowing. And that's the Holy Ghost shining forth. If you could stand here tonight with me in closing. Amen. I want to direct your attention one final time. And this time to the book of Acts. Chapter number four. Acts chapter number four and verse number 29. 
actually back up to uh, verse 24. Prayers that got God's attention. One final example. Acts chapter 4 and verse 24. And when they had, and when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Skipping down to verse 29 for the sake of time. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Their prayer was, God, give us boldness to witness. Give us boldness, God. Because, God, I, sometimes I've I got to tell you, God, I'm a little intimidated. Sometimes, God, I'm a, little, I'm a little scared. I feel a little inhibition about doing it, God. But God, give us the boldness that we may testify, that we may speak thy word. And it continues in verse number 30. By stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. They pray not only for boldness, amen, but they pray that God would use them, amen, to bring about healing. That God would stretch forth his hands to heal, that signs and wonders would be done. And when they had prayed, verse number 31, when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. The Bible shifts gears, if you will, in chapter 4. doesn't even give you a number. It just says the multitude. Amen. They prayed. Amen. That God would help them to be a witness and that God would use the church. Amen. To see signs and wonders done amongst the people. Their prayer was not for their own glory, but their prayer was that God, you would use me. God, just use me. Let me be a part of what you're doing in the last days that the people might see you and recognize you as God. And the cause of their prayers got God's attention. And the Bible says when they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled. The Holy Ghost was poured out. Multitudes believed. And I want us to do that for a moment here tonight as we conclude in prayer. I want us to just lift up our hands and not pray for ourselves. But I want us to pray that God, you would help us, Lord, to have the boldness to be witnesses for you, God. God, give us the boldness that we need. God, the courage. God, let there be signs and wonders that would follow the believer. God, I pray that you would pour out your the Holy Ghost in our world. Come on, let's pray like we know to pray tonight as we close here tonight. Come on, let's pray with an urgency. Let's pray with a fervency. Let's pray. Let's seek the face of God. Jesus, we're praying right now, Lord, that you would give us the boldness that we need, God. Give us the, God, give us the right desires, God. Help us to pray with humility tonight. Help us to reach out to you tonight, Lord. God, use the ALC, Lord. Use Abundant Life Center, God, to reach our world for Christ. Use us, God. 
to be a light to our world. Come on, would you help me pray tonight? Yes. God, I pray right now, Lord. God, I'm asking you right now, Lord, to minister, God, to your people, Jesus. I pray, God, to minister, God, to those other lives and their families tonight. And those that are not here tonight, God, I'm asking you right now, Lord, to touch every family. God, to minister to every heart, every life. Lord, I'm praying, God, you would do it tonight, Lord. Help our church to be witnesses. Help us to be, Lord, a testimony to the world. Sideways for sharing the gospel. Yes. 
Let's not be intimidated by those that threaten us, God. Give us the boldness. Yes. God, give financial blessings to those that are in financial hardships tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Heal the sick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, We prayed for others tonight. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pray for everybody else. But after you pray for everybody else, God, give us this day our daily bread. I prayed God for your kingdom. I prayed God for the world. I prayed for revival. God, now I want to pray for me. If you have a need in your life tonight, I want to invite you to this altar just to bring your petition before the Lord as the scriptural precedent uh, gives us direction. If you have a need in your life tonight, as we conclude, amen, why don't you make your way to this front? If you don't have a need and everything's fine, you can stay back and help us pray. But I believe there's probably a few that want to come to this altar and say, I, I, want, I want something from God tonight. God, I want you to touch my life, God. I want you, God, to minister to me tonight. As you come, why don't you lift your hands and why don't you begin to worship God? Is there anybody else here tonight that just says, God, I need something from you tonight for me, God? God, I need you to talk to me, God. I need you to heal my body. I need you to give me a miracle. I need you, God, to work in my life. The rest of you that are out there, that everything's fine, why don't you come up here and help us lay hands in brothers with brothers, sisters with sisters, and let us pray right now. Amen. Let's pray in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we're asking you right now, Lord, to work. God, I pray right now, Lord, you touch Sister Kim by the power of the Holy Ghost. God, you see the need of her life. God, you see the need of her life tonight, God. And I pray, God, that as she's brought others' needs before you, God, and now she's here with her own, God. Hear her prayer and answer her prayer, God, expeditiously tonight. Let it be so in Jesus'